Lights alive! How do we know she is alive? I hate when people talk during the movie. No wire hangers ever! You gotta tear me apart, Lisa! Your stupid minds! Stupid! Stupid! Relax. It's all in bad taste. Hello everyone and welcome to the Bad Taste Buds, the podcast where we talk trash about the very best of the very worst of bad cinema. I am your host as always, Liam, and I'm here to remind you that bat nipples do indeed exist and they are still <laughs> a thing. Joining me today, we have the usual suspects. We have Jack. Let's start over there, Captain Narcolepsy himself. Swear to me. <laughs> what was that? Swear to me. Oh, Batman, Christian Bale. You've yeah. Well done. Yeah, I got it. I haven't seen that for a while. Sorry. And joining him, as always, we have his better half, our own resident Wonder Woman, because she's having to put up with our bullshit every week, so... That makes her miraculous in my eyes. I really wish I had a Wonder Woman quote right now, but I don't. <laughs> what is a Wonder Woman quote? La- lasso away. I don't know. Las- like I'm going to lasso you. <laughs> just just spin in a circle. <laughs> okay, guys, picture me spinning in a circle. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, because she's... Oh, it gives me too many cook flashbacks, though, with the fucking the spin and the costume change. And joining, joining uh, Hannah there, we have... I had a really good ice pun for this one, but it slipped my mind. I want dead. I'm going to add dead air. I'm just going to insert silence on audacity after Cricket that. Noises. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like a tumbleweed. Do tumbleweeds make noises? Not really. Just, not really, they just no. Tumble. They just tumble. Like a little whistle, yeah. And also, we have our very first, we're really excited to have our very first official Bad Taste Buds guest with us today, all the way from the Bear Hug Club. I, I did it right. I didn't fuck it up. The Bear yeah. Hug Club Pod Studios. Yeah. Uh, or, or his parents' basement, whatever. Uh, the real reason my bat nibbles are so hard, we have Greg motherfucking Wilson here with us. No, 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 Thank you. Hi, it's good to be here, guys. Greg, you, I mean, you've probably known each other the longest of anyone in this room. We were like year seven of school, so. Whoa, way before that, mate. I've got. Oh, shit, yeah. I've got two old primary school picture photos. I think one from reception with both you and me stood in. Wait, did we go to reception together? Oh, yeah. I was in reception for like a year left, and then I came back for primary school. Did you leave because of Liam? <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of tension there. That I age. am the, yeah, I am the yeah. Joker. It was Batman. I'm just fucking fucking with him the entire time. I I knew we went to primary school together, but I don't remember. I've got no memories like past like eleven years old. I'm just it's past eleven years old. <laughs> yes, yeah, I remember everything from zero to eleven, and then nothing else. I had there, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're really excited to have you here. Obviously, I think you are kind of. I mean, we would have had you on anyway, but you're a. a an expert on the topic that we're going to cover today. He's a bat nerd. He's a bat nerd, which means that we are doing what, guys? Batman and Robin. Yeah, we fucking are. Which <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed. I would, I would give the audience a little bit okay. of time to guess. It's like, should I interject? Should I interject? <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the reason we have you here is uh, despite the fact that you're fantastic and the podcast is fantastic, please do check out the Bear Hug Club podcast. It's so much fun. As a wrestling, like, completely uh, layman, I, I've got no idea. Um, it's still such a good listen. Where can we find you on the podcast, Greg? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to find us on Facebook and YouTube, that is just the Bear Hug Club podcast. If you want to find us on Instagram, it's Bear Hug Club pod. And if you want to find us on Twitter, it's Bear Hug Club. Fantastic. Please do go check them out and give them some love, guys. Uh, yeah, today we are covering Batman and Robin, the $125 million disaster that basically killed the first Batman franchise off. $160 million. $160 What, is that the budget? 
Yeah. Are we looking at different places? Because I'm sure it was 125. But I'm I sure you told me, oh, one. that was wrong five minutes before we recorded. We know so many facts here <laughs> in the bad taste. But Hannah's on the Google machine finding out what the but crack I, is. I'm raring to go for this one, though. This was a childhood classic for me. I had this on VHS, if I, think, I remember correctly. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, this has a lot of kind of fond memories. I, I have not seen this since I was a kid. This is like a long... The, the memories are there. Kind of when it came out, it, it, right off the heels of Batman Forever, the other Joel Schumacher director, which I think was quite poorly received anyway that was not a, a knock out the park for I mean the thing was the first Batman by Tim Burton came out in what 89 yeah and then yeah. from there it's just been kind of a gradient because then he mm. did Batman Returns which for a lot of people was too dark too dark yeah um, famously they were meant to have a happy meal tie in and then that got pulled <laughs> when they saw the film and were like Jesus Christ this yep. is a bit too dark there's nothing happy meal watch. about this yeah so that that caused Warner Bros. to think right we need to make this more kid friendly hence Jill Schumacher getting brought on yeah. but then from there the it, critical reception and even in a lot of fan reception it just kept going down a nose dive essentially isn't that why they introduced Robin as well to sort it of dampen sense. it down uh, and sort of bring in the kid friendliness. Well, was, was that Batman Forever? Forever? Yeah. yeah, he was um, introducing Batman Forever. And yeah, again, it just kind of leaned towards... It doesn't... I mean, if you look at it, they were trying to get Robin in from Batman Returns and one of the rumoured casting was going to be Damon Wayans. Mm-hmm. So they've always tried to get him in, but yeah, I think part of that to get him in was to help with the kid friendliness. I, mean, I, re- I really like Batman Forever. I remember fond memories of that one with Jim Carrey. I think again, I've not a... seen it since I was a kid, but I, I remember liking it when I was a, when I was young. I can get, as an adult watching it, though, going from the quite dark, quite edgy Tim yeah. Burton style to that which is a bit more campy and a bit more tropey. I can see why they... it didn't get as good a reception. They told them to, uh, when they were filming, to make it more comic book style, yeah. to really like camp it up like it was the early 1960s one. I mean, it does have a lot of those. It shares a lot of the qualities from the 60s uh, live action, the Adam West Batman. Surely that, that's kind of the, the direct comparison I would make to it. Which I think, yeah, it did. It put a lot of people off because we were like mid, right in the mid, right in the 90s. Everything was depressing in the 90s anyway. Like it was like the era of grunge and fucking Nirvana and shit. No one wants to see. It didn't, right? You know what's fucking weird? There's this weird memory and I can't remember if it's this film or the other film, but I'm sure the Smashing Pumpkins had a song on the soundtrack for either this one or Batman Forever. It just Mine Forever had a pretty rockin' soundtrack. It might be that you, one. You two famously do a really good song yeah. for that soundtrack, so I would have said maybe Forever. Might be that one, yeah. Which, yeah, I I think both of these movies are definitely a, a kind of relic of the time. Like, it hasn't aged wonderfully. But I, again, I'm excited to see it because it's been a while since I've seen it. So, yeah, and like this... Greg pointed out that this would have gotten a lot of kids into the Batman franchise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, me chief among them, so <laughs> yeah, I included. As an adult... And being a huge Batman fan, having gone into the law, obviously yeah. don't have a lot of love right now. But this was this is the perfect gateway drug for kids if you want kids to enjoy Batman. Start yeah. with these two, absolutely. Although watching it as an adult now, I'm going so right. We've got a head trust fund billionaire mm-hmm. kid yeah. versus someone who wants to plant more trees and someone who wants to reduce global warming. <laughs> and we'll make a root for the we'll make a root for the billionaire. Is that is that how this goes? Uh, occupy Gotham, I guess. Yeah, this is the thing. Like in in our society, this is definitely a case of. Are we, is Batman the villain? Is Batman the bad guy? In I think this? he might be like, the bad guy. I think he, and what Doctor Free, uh, Mister Freeze, he's just trying to fucking save his wife, isn't he? Like, come on, dude. Like, on the planet. I think yeah. Doctor Freeze, uh, Mister Freeze. Sorry, why are you saying Doctor Freeze? Well, he is Doctor. He, he is a doctor, Freeze. but yeah. his, his, his name Hugo is Mister Freeze, right? It's Victor Freeze. Oh, Victor sorry. Freeze. That's the one. Uh, you're thinking of Hugo Strange. Of yeah, course. mixing, yes. mixing. Victor's such a good like body name, though, isn't it? Well, it's not what we're talking about, so it's oh. not. No, there's no point talking about. Irrelevant, Harry. Irrelevant. Well 
Um, yeah, I mean, that's Mr. Freeze is kind of one of the big, biggest talking points about this film. I mean, the villains in general, or just just the acting in general. Like, what a cast. What a, a star-studded, especially for the time. What a, a star-studded cast. You've got, you get George Clooney in the main role, which dream dreamcasting, you would assume. But he was maligned for this. Like, people fucking hated oh, yeah. this, this, this depiction of... Yeah, I think... Because obviously at the time, he wasn't known for his films. Mm-hmm. He was, what, in was the ER. midst of ER yeah. at this point? So he's mainly a television it. guy. I think maybe if we had Clunes once he's firmly in... War Clunes. Yeah, if he's actually worth <laughs> Once he's firmly into like being a big-time actor, it could have worked. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the American Dad episode with George Clooney now, because oh, we were talking one. about that before, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's just, he just does the look. He looks down and then just looks straight up. That's all he does. <laughs> <laughs> Did Arnie get billed above George Clooney on this movie? He probably so. would have, I think. Done, yeah. I think he had top billing, because he's... Arnie was fucking Arnie huge, physically, huge. and... Yeah. In Ronaldo, profile wise, yeah, it, profile this was and like, just pure mass. But this almost feels like it was the beginning of the decline of Arnie's career because what, like the ninety, the eighties and the early nineties was like peak Arnie. I well, was such a huge Arnie fan yeah. as a kid. He like, had a heart surgery after this movie. Did it, so, did it put him in the hospital? Is that what happened? Well, a lot of people wouldn't hire him or give him the insurance to do an action movie because really? of the heart surgery. So it was like ninety-eight oh, or something like that before he got another movie. Oh, wow. there was a few year gap in between. It wasn't a massive failure when it came out. Like, box office, we, we ha- we're, we're, we're discussing the box office because apparently I'm wrong with the box office, but I don't know if I am. No, 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 no you were right. right. It's right. 125. Oh. Fuck you, Jack. Okay, fair <laughs> I'll take it. Um, yeah, made on a one two, $125 million budget and it, it grossed, this is worldwide gross, $238 million back, which is... Is that up to date? Yeah, it's respectable. It's not gangbusters, especially when you compare it to what Batman Forever made, which I think was like three hundred and ninety million or something. I think almost, almost yeah. like doubled. It's a that, flop by yeah. Hollywood yeah, standards. Yeah, by Hollywood standards, yeah. not great. But they broke even and made a bit of profit. Yeah. I mean, saying that though, I mean, do we know how well merchandise did? Because that's, that's what you're it. banking on in yeah. this kind of film. I, I remember as a kid, I had like toys. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I loved it's a very good point. Yeah. It yeah. would have. I don't think by any any extent it was a Philly, but it did. It did ostensibly kill the franchise well, up until Batman Begins, which. I think we'll probably talk about a little bit in our point five, but it, for a while, this 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 film pretty much just stone stonewalled it and, and put it in the ground for a while. Really, the toys had a lot to do with the way this movie was filmed, though it was meant to be filmed so they could make loads of merchandise, and loads of tolls, uh, yeah. tolls, doil, <laughs> dolls, <laughs> and toys of Batman. So that is a heavy influence in yeah, this that you're going to see. The George Lucas effect is what I like to call it when oh, yeah. everything is made for toys and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he own all the like the toy like merchandise yes. rights? Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Like, you, Greg's spot on when he says like a lot of the time films are made just to sell toys. That's you, I mean, you're a massive Transformers fan. You've got to say that there's a lot of kind of crossover there as well, isn't there, with like what? So I'm not a diehard Transformers fan. I've read the 1986, yeah. 89 film, sorry, that came out, which was animated. Really good if you want to check that out. But yeah, um, Transformers, like this is like the Saturday morning cartoon effect, essentially. Shows like back in the 80s that were popular, like Transformers, mm. G.I. Joe, He-Man, they were made strictly just to sell toys. Yeah. Yeah, it was essentially nope. just a big long commercial. That was the point. <laughs> I think it's genius. Well, people speculate the same with like as well. things like Boba Fett, don't they? Yeah. And the Captain yeah, yeah, yeah. Phasma. I'm going to make that one who's basically just your average trooper look slightly shiny or slightly different. Or give them yeah. a Stick pack. a different armor on, sell a different so they, toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the, buy the skin pack and yeah, download it. Um, Papa Dave has made Boba Fett a redeemable character in The Mandalorian, though, which is great. It's not a Star Wars podcast, Jack. You can start your own <laughs> will be. podcast. It will be. <laughs> um, I want to go. Uh, so I'm going to start with Greg because you are a massive fan. Would you say like Batman is your ride or die fan base? This is what you. Oh, it's up there. So I'd wrestling. say for me, obviously, wrestling yeah. is at the top. 
then probably Red Dwarf, then probably nice. Batman. Nice. So it's definitely in my top five, absolutely. Jack like, approves. I read I read as much of the comics as I can. Well, I mean, we're getting the point five of video games. What was your introduction films. to Batman? Would this? This, yeah. It was like, I just remember as a kid, um, not actually having the actual release of the VHS, but um, um, a recorded copy mm-hmm. VHS of both this and Batman Forever. And then at the time when I was watching these, the animated series was still on heavy rotation and repeats of that as well and yeah as i just got older it was just getting into the comics then the video games toys because it's 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 lasted (laughs) it's one of those franchises that i don't envision ever going away it's it's like a bond it's like a yeah yeah you you can't i couldn't imagine a world without batman in some incarnation and we're still looking forward to i'm i'm really buzzed about the robert pattinson yeah uh, matt reeves directed batman because i first of all i trust matt reeves implicitly like he's the guy who ran the new planet of the apes franchise and he's he's fantastic like he's not made a bad film in my in my my books at the minute but um yeah i think that's kind of something to look forward to and something to me. I think the knee-jerk reaction is, oh, him from Twilight. But then he realized, actually, have I seen anything he's done yeah. since Twilight? No, so... He hates those movies as well. Like, he can't yeah. stand them. He's said on record. But, uh, yeah. Dude's, dude's got range. He's I mean, got range. He was incredible in The Lighthouse. I've not seen that yet. It's fantastic. It's, it's on my list, but I've not it's seen really that yet. Good. What about the rest of you guys? And so I would agree with, and I think, Jack, you said these films was the start for you, but you two, specifically, Hannah, you have very little knowledge of Batman, right? Yeah. Basically a movie version, especially when it comes to Batman. No, I've seen the Dark Knight trilogy, yeah. and I really rate those. Like, Jack introduced me to them, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed them. And I've seen a couple of the Joker movies, obviously, like Heath Ledger. A couple of the Joker movies. Um, oh, all of those Phoenix, Joker movies. Um, all of them, I suppose. <laughs> Um, one of those Joker movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I've enjoyed what I've I've seen. Um, so, but I'm looking forward to this. As, as people have said, it's you like an introduction to Batman for a, a few people, especially for like a, a child's level. Um, so, <laughs> which I basically am when it comes to films. So I'm, I'm really yeah. looking forward to to giving this a go. And I'm looking forward to trying to figure out all those puns. Twenty seven, got to hit oh, them all. Oh fuck yeah! Right, you because you, you said this to me before we start recording, Ryan, didn't you? Yes, there's about twenty seven ice puns that are made through the movie, and I will be diligent and mark them all off as I go. We'll play a bingo. You just need to find the right word at the end when we get it. I'm so excited. No, but I mean, because it is, it's a train wreck. Like, it's 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 well entrenched in the pantheon of best worst. Like, you, I don't think you would argue that with anyone. Like, we've had discussions about whether or not Cats is classified as best worst or whether or not Showgirls is no, classified. Cats you is hate not it. best worst. <laughs> Cats is just, just shit. Worst. It's just shit. There's no entertainment value in it. It's but there's, just shit. there's no arguing that Batman and Robin doesn't, doesn't kind of... That I'm concerned that it's two hours long because in my head this is a really fun exciting movie but then I heard two hours and I'm thinking is that too long? No, that's good mate. It's it's like, good. It'll it depend- go quick I think. Yeah. You it depends so. if it's two hours of just like Arnold Schwarzenegger because I can do that. I can do that too. I'm ready like, for that. If anything, he doesn't get enough screen time in this. <laughs> I feel like it is because Batman and Robin is almost like the dark knight of bad movies. It's the big, it's probably the most high profile movie we've covered. Like uh, to this point, we've done what, Troll 2, Underground, kind of culty, mm-hmm. Showgirls, still kind of culty. Cats was probably yeah. a bigger film. Yeah, it's a bigger train wreck, but maybe it's just because it's more recent. I'm not sure. We weren't, we, we were very young when this came out. So I guess the, the actual reaction that Hollywood had to it. I do think this was a massive kind of fucking flop of uh, superhero films. This one actually f- made money though, cast it. True, 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 true. But I mean, there is credit to be had. George Clooney got his first break in Hollywood mm. doing movies. Uma Thurman had that creative license to do what she wanted with a character and really camp it up, and she liked that. Was this before Kill Bill? Yeah. This yeah. is prior to Kill yes. Bill. But she's already done Pulp Fiction, I think. But also, like, Alicia Silverstone as well, who went on to do Clueless, obviously, and then she kind of disappeared for a while. I think this movie might have damaged her career a little bit. Oh, yeah, she gained a little bit of weight, and she was severely mocked for it. They had to yeah. remake a costume, and 
Fucking sucks, man. Schumacher did try to defend her, though. So, yeah. credit there from. Has anyone seen any other Schumacher films? Because he's got a interesting catalogue of I've films. I've seen Phone Booth, which yeah. I quite enjoyed, Ooh. but again, it was a decade ago. Yeah. So Yeah, it was a long time ago since I've seen that. I have seen uh, Falling Down, which I think is probably That's there, one film. of his best yeah. ones. That's really good. Lost Boys, that has a huge following. I, I saw apparently. that for the first time recently. I thought it was... I wasn't completely sold, but I thought it was good. Yeah. And then, basically, um, bits of Phantom of the Opera, which is just terrible. But we, me and Jack were saying this about Lost Boys, because I really like Lost Boys, but I have seen it kind of post my childhood. I grew up with it. It doesn't hold up as well as I'd want it to, and especially compared to other vampire movies around the same time. There's a film called Near Dark. I don't know if any of you guys have seen, but it's fucking exceptional. It's like the Lost Boys, but much better. Schumacher, for me, has a very kind of, kind of up-and-down career. It's not something I can... I couldn't set my watch to him and say, yeah, he's always going to be making fantastic movies. That Phantom of the Opera film is fucking abysmal as well. Like, he's not... Linking back to our Andrew Lloyd Webber episode, kind of cats, musical adaptations sometimes fucking suck, and he made a really bad one. Like, I, it's not great, but you know, this is definitely one of his more entertaining films. In Bar Batman, he's not really my genre of director. None of his movies particularly appeal. I think we can be pretty safe in the knowledge that no matter what, this movie is going to be more fun, uh, more fun than than the current DC offerings we're getting. I, I know we've we've I think we've talked about this a little bit on the Pick and Mix podcast, the other podcast, me, me and Gregor on there with Harry and Nathan. I'm not a fan of most, 90% of what DC's doing at the minute. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, 90% might be harsh. I mean, Birds of Prey was really fun. Birds of Prey was fun. didn't take it too seriously. Yeah. But I remember me and you, Hannah, watched, what was it called? Bad Guys Team Up. My God, my brain's just... Suicide Squad. Hannah's the you, wrong person Frank. to ask. <laughs> yeah, why of everyone did you ask Hannah? Because she watched it with me, I thought. I guess. Yeah, that was <laughs> But yeah, we watched Suicide Squad and it was just... Yeah. Oh, I don't know, it was just... It was like letting a balloon down really slowly to me. It just felt like, was, you, know, <laughs> you know, that kind of just pressure. Just it didn't yeah. even ramp up to let you down. It just didn't ramp. <laughs> just <laughs> no ramp. Yeah, yeah they, they were, it was not good to begin with, but it seems like they're regaining ground now that it's not necessarily an extended universe, although it looks like they're trying to mm. bring it back. I'm really excited for the new Suicide Squad, which is a, James a reboot yeah. and a sequel. Yeah. Oh, it's one of those kind of territories, and it's James Gunn. James Gunn's not let me down so far. So yeah, I'm that's it. Good show. Um, obviously, the Batman with Patterson we mentioned. Shazam. Shazam, Shazam was, was good. good. Shazam, Shazam was really yeah. good. I'm. I'm not. I'm not hopeful for the Snyder Cut of Justice League. I've seen the trailer. <laughs> Sorry, and it Nathan. Like, it looks the same. I'm not. I'm not excited for the Schneider Cut of anything. Schneider. <laughs> Schneider. Schneider. Yeah. I mean, we. Me and you have discussed this. We're not Schneider. Schneider oh, yeah. fans, are the we? The only good Snyder to happen to DC is Scott Snyder, who's wrote some of the best comics really? in recent memory. I think we're at a good place to uh, do a little bit of a trailer talk. So, Greg, you've not been with us. We're going to kind of watch the trailer. We're going to see what we remember from when we have seen it. We're going to kind of get ourselves ready for what we're about to watch. Um, so, yeah, I think if you guys are ready, I'm ready to watch some, some trailer and do some trailer talk. Batman. You're Batman. Batman. Oh, I was hoping for an ice joke. Nope. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's get the trailer on. We'll be back with you very shortly, guys. Thank you. My name is Freeze. Learn it well. What's the chilling sound of your doom? The only man who can stop them. Hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. Can't do it alone. And we are back from watching the trailer for Batman and Robin, and what the fuck was that? I am so ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just every bit as campy and flamboyant and extra and over the top and just fucking ridiculous. Like, what, we had two of the 
Mr. Freeze puns in one trailer. Like in two minutes, they somehow managed to put two of the and puns in. And they were both the same word. They were both puns. chill. Yeah. Chill. Only 25 more to go. And I forgot how bad some of this dialogue was. Like that, that Superman, that this is why Superman works alone line. I remember that being iconically awful. And it is. It's just such a fucking weird I love line. the deadpan. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. It's not even like said with like Edge. It's just like, oh, I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly all the way through this though, it's like he's playing the ER doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can tell that it was one of his first kind of big Hollywood leading man roles. And I think it does kind of lend itself to a little bit of why it didn't really work for him. What about you, Anna? Did you... Did they all have to learn to skate? What, with the ice hockey thing? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That's I mean, that a, would make that's sense. That's a skill in itself. I'm just about... I'm what, impressed. What, I mean, I just love how... basically they, all I took away from that, that trailer. <laughs> and I love how much is stuffed in here. Like, I think we're forgetting. A lot of the time people give, like, films like Spider-Man 3 a lot of shit for adding excessive amounts of villains. But there's, like, three full villains in this. And I'm each here of them... for it, to be honest. That looks epic. It looks, like, <laughs> action-packed. Everyone's having a lot of fun. I think, at the very least, this is going to be one of the more fun exercises. Especially after last week when we did Wicker Man, which bored the shit out of most of us. Uh, I am really, really excited to watch a bit more campy, a bit more like down to, I would say down to earth, but there's nothing down to earth. Yeah, it's a really there. grounded story. Yeah. Are we really even going to put bets on whether Jack's going to fall asleep nah, in this one? Nah, he's yeah. My body yeah. is ready. Greg, do you, know about, do you know about this? Like, Jack falls asleep during, like, I would say, like 50% of the films we watch. So in the Cats episode, now. you can literally hear the snores on the second half of the, I fell asleep the podcast. During Crawl too. I fell asleep during Cats. Yeah. Showgirls, so you managed. Showgirls, I managed. Two out of five, six? Two out of six? Mm, Maths. How to maths? <laughs> How to oh, General maths. rule: If the sun's up, he'll survive. If it's down, he's, like a, he's not coming. He's back. like a reverse vampire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally on board for this. I love a shit on E film. Yeah, I grew up with them on like DVD and VHS and everything. Like True Lies, Total oh, Recall. Yeah, man. I loved the Terminator films as a yeah. kid. Kindergarten Cop. He just had so many great crap films. He's got such presence, even when he's camping it up and even when he's being ridiculous. He's just got such a screen I think presence. I love Arnie so much just because he's just like everything he's decided to do in life, <laughs> he's accomplished. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, become yeah. the best bodybuilder in the world with barely speaking a lick of yeah. English. I'm going to become a Hollywood actor and fucking nails it. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. I'm going to get into politics and got to the highest rank you can as a non-American born. The governor of like the biggest state. Governor of California, yeah. He's... Um, you know, everything. He married a Kennedy, which is like marrying a, the royal family he, in America. He might be the he's living doing embodiment. Everything. Like, considering, yeah, he's because he's from Austria, right? That's his, yeah. yeah. He's lived the American dream and he's not uh-huh. even American. What a fucking lad. Do you know, right? he, he now lives with his goat and his pony and he has like an open plan kitchen that just, they just come in and wander about and he loves, like, on, on Insta, if you follow him, it's just like videos of his pony and his goat I, and he just looks so happy. I love the fact that you've just admitted to following Arnold Schwarzenegger on Instagram. Why That's wouldn't fucking, I? I guess, yeah. He's I so just, wholesome. I've never like, thought about following Arnold. Wholesome content right when there. I, when I go on Instagram, I don't think about Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think about like, I don't know, like Mary Kondo or something. Or nah, I love thing. a bit of Arnie. He pops up on Reddit all the time as well. Really? Just giving people workout advice or just like <laughs> giving them motivation. He does a lot of things. Ask stuff. me anything, doesn't he? Arnie. Yeah, he loves Reddit. He's uh-huh. quite active on that too. If you're listening, Arnie, please don't get me too because that'd be really sad and we'd be all upset. Oh God, that's yeah. Be, behave, behave, be good. Uh, he's already had his scandal though, hasn't he? It was, was it the um the, 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 the maid, yeah, the maid yeah, thing. Yeah. So he, he's had his, and we all bad, forgot about it. We're fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal. Um, We've all been there. I'm really, I'm ready for this. Let's let's fucking go. Like, sorry, you, is that what you were gonna say? Let's fucking go. <laughs> I, don't know, that's, I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> you have been poorly letting me down with these ice buns. That, that's the problem. I didn't come. <laughs> I didn't come prepared, other than my opener. <laughs> I just think you need to chill out a little bit. Hey. Hey. Right, don't acknowledge that. <laughs>
what we'll do, guys, is we will turn off our podcast now. We will stop recording, and we recommend you guys do the same. Go put a copy of Batman and Robin on. Uh, find it. Somewhere. I don't know if it's on Amazon. We're gonna have to find this out. Actually, we probably should have done that before. Well, Fuck it. You need um, to stop giving these them free advertising. Liam. It's not free ab- advertising. It's Amazon. They don't need any more advertising. It's like <laughs> it's like saying jumping Google free advertising. Like <laughs> Amazon's doing just fine without me. Um, yeah, do go watch the film if you have a copy of it or if you have the ability to, and then come back and join us in two hours. Thanks Woo! very much, and we'll see you soon. Let me be the one to break the ice. <laughs> welcome you back to the Bad Taste Buds podcast where we... Wait, that wasn't right. The Bad Taste Buds podcast where we talk trash about the best. I'm just doing the intro again. Oh, that no. movie scrambled <laughs> my... That, <laughs> in, that intro is giving me chills. Oh. Oh. Right, I'll be the first to say... One. I'll be the first to say that was... Amazing, right? Oh, like, it was, yeah. Perfect. So yeah, we've just come back from watching Batman and Robin. If you could, if you couldn't tell, we I fucking loved it, man. Like what a what a, t- a complete one eighty from last week's Wicker Man, which was boring and tedious and like funny, yeah. But this was consistently funny, right? My like, worries were not oh, founded. Yeah. Two hours was a perfectly reasonable amount of time. Call to watch it that anything you like, except boring. Yeah, absolutely, hundred oh, percent. Yeah. As a Batman fan, what what's because this must be conflicting to you, right? So yeah, like I said before, when I was a kid, loved this film. Yeah, but then I think it's a typical thing when you get older, and if you are into film like we are, you, mm. you try to be cool and be like, oh yeah, that film's <laughs> shit. You know, it's it's awful. You Not see on this people, podcast, you don't. Yeah, yeah, you see people rip it, but then when you get older, like I I can appreciate what it is. Yeah. It is just camp fun, yeah, and it's, it's great in that regard. I think you get everything you need to know yeah. from the film in the first two minutes, where. It's oh, the ice cream scene. No, no, not even oh, that. Not even it's that. The, the suit up scene where you oh, see God, yeah. Bat Nibbles, Robin Nibbles, Bat Butt, Robin Bud. And then the first <laughs> line in the film is a shite one liner. It's is it the, the Superman works alone. Robin's yeah, asking yeah, yeah, for yeah. a car, and Batman's like, this is why Superman works alone. It kind of, like, Thanks, Doctor. The opening kind of encapsulates <laughs> it's probably one of the best elements of this film and one of the worst elements. You're right, the camp works so well. And the, the tone wise, it's great because it is. It's, it's very Adam West level 60s cheese. The worst elements are probably the one thing that did detract from the film a lot for me was the relationship between Batman and Robin, who, Greg, you picked this up pretty well. He's just a whiny bitch in this film, isn't he? Constantly fucking complaining. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like, I mean, the thing is that you get conflict like that in the comics, but yeah. in this one, it just it just feels so pointless and a bit out of place absolutely you know what I mean it's just uh, and Robin in this one is just insufferable at times before we go any further should we do a quick roundup for our listeners who haven't watched the film with us so Greg I think if you don't mind uh, you've got a 30 second uh, synopsis prepared for us we are going to time you you will be ejected from the building if you do not get within 30 seconds off you go okay (laughs) this superhero adventure finds Batman George Clooney and his partner Robin Chris O'Donnell attempting to foil the sinister schemes of a deranged set of new villains most notably the melancholy Mr. Freeze played by Arnold Schwarzenegger who wants to make Gotham uh, Gotham into an arctic region and the sultry poison ivy played by Uma Thurman a plant loving femme fatale as the dynamic duo contends with these bad guys a third hero Batgirl Alicia Silverstone joins the ranks of the city's crime fighters well done the ice lead on 
Hey. And that's it for everyone. The bad pod, bad pace pod. We are leaving now. No, great. Really, really well done um, for getting through that, guys. Like, I, I didn't think it was a chore though. This is the thing. A lot of these times we do these, they are genuinely chores to get through. And th- this was fully fucking entertaining. Like, this was the most entertaining yeah. film we've watched. This was Showgirls. I'm more of a Showgirls fan personally, but I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, kind of going around the room Hannah you've been extremely quiet so far I mean this is the first Batman experience no it's not the first Bat- this is the first <laughs> Batman thing you've ever seen never heard of before <laughs> but this is the first kind of this is the first time you're seeing this film so what what's the reaction fair enough no I totally, totally understand yeah absolutely <laughs> understand it was she was so amazed Can she's just... lost for words so Hannah what did you think I loved it. I thought it was great. It was entertaining from beginning to end. I was very confused at times, and there's a lot of plot lines going on. I don't really understand why they needed Batgirl in it, but I enjoyed the times that she was in it. I mm. thought Uma Thurman was a bit too over the top, but overall, I thought it was a yeah, it was an entertaining film, which is what I've always said film should be. If it entertains you, it hits the mark, and it did. What was everyone's favorite pun? They don't have a favourite pun because the dinosaur... Again, first 20 minutes or so, the uh, what yeah. killed the dinosaur pun is probably the best one. I feel, I feel like that's the peak and then it just goes down. Yeah, probably. Because at a certain point, they just stop saying puns. They just say random... They're not even one-liners. They just say things as if they're puns, like as if everything has to be a pun. Oh, yeah. yeah. Batman, I will hold your frozen heart. Shit <laughs> like that. Hilarious. Really geniusly, can we talk carefully about, constructed. Can we talk a little bit about Clooney? Oh, I think always. he was a yeah. great Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. terrible Batman. I don't know if great, yeah, great, great, great might be I think too far. Good he's Bruce a good Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Competent Bruce Wayne. He has the broodiness to be a Bruce Wayne, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah. Whereas he's the sharp in... dress, looks for yeah. good in a tuxedo, quite smooth. All so. you've got to be is suave as fuck, and Clooney is naturally suave as fuck, right? There was some really nice interactions between him and Alfred, which felt like genuinely kind of heartfelt moments. Yeah. But it just felt like so contradictory mm. or such like a, so hyperbolic compared yeah. to the rest yeah. of the film when... They're fighting go-go gadget bus ice skates. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, like, it, it felt so jarring having those quite the whole nice, Dorothy meaningful click moments. Of the shoes twice, ice skates just pop out. <laughs> the, uh, the back gadgets, especially in this one, were like bordering on shark repellent. Like, they barely level, used yeah. at the beginning. They suited up and we saw this full scene of them grabbing batarangs and all the utility items. <laughs> they get to the scene of the crime and they don't use any of them. Just fuck that right <laughs> off. Let's just use our fists. It is a case of you know what you're getting in for for the first 30, 30, 30 minutes or so because you're right the opening action scene is just fucking bonkers it's like Ice uh, Iceman what's his name Doctor, Mr. Freeze fucking <laughs> yeah takes over this museum to try and get these diamonds because he's going to use them to heal his wife his dying wife and takes off on a rocket which <laughs> Batman is strapped to and Robin is a climbing and the culmination of the scene the, just to tell you if you are going to like this film or not is them surfing on the doors of the rocket space surfing from the atmosphere (laughs) down into and yeah this this, such a weird like off-puttingly gothic version of Gotham City like I get Gotham's meant to be gothic its name is fucking Gotham okay no I loved the 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 sets yeah I thought the sets were fucking epic what did you liken them to? Um, I thought they were a bit like Rapture in the game Bioshock very similar sort of 40s, very kind of like overly designed vibe, you know? Super impractical, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Well, that's, that's the one thing that's carried across all four of these films in this series. The architecture is consistent because it's like that in Burton's Batman mm-hmm. all the way up to Schumacher, so they keep it consistent, at least. I know you were about it, but I kind of, like, again, like the whole hands holding the telescope was a cool design. But also it's having a telescope in the middle of a heavily polluted city is just so fucking impractical. stupid. <laughs> so fucking impractical. <laughs> 
There are like bridges that go to nowhere. There's like construction bridges that just veer off into a ver- vertical fucking drop. No construction work. <laughs> no like warning sign. There's just this bridge ends over a 90 degree drop. And if you fucking drive off it, you die. Sorry. <laughs> it's just mad. And it, it, you're right. I don't, I, I whinge about it, but I think it does lend to the campiness and it does kind of add to the campiness. I don't think it detracts. And I was enjoying the fuck watching. You're right. You, you kind of, you're driving around Gotham and there were just like giant fucking hands and giant heads it's everywhere. Literally. It's <laughs> fucking batshit insane. Must be a nightmare for Gothamites to get to work. I know, right? Like, can you imagine the morning commute? <laughs> Do you imagine the directions you'd give someone? Just go past the first two Goliaths and then yeah. take a look. <laughs> like, this, this came out in the time before Google Maps and SatNav was really a thing, you know? Like, their, their like, physical maps must be a fucking nightmare to navigate. <laughs> can, I, can I comment on something that I think is genuinely very good and not, not even in, like, a pulpy kind of culty way? The soundtrack is fucking beautiful. Like, so... It, yeah. it doesn't belong in a film like this. It feels like it's in a different film because it's so good. Yeah, no arguments. Oh, really, really but deep. Danny Elfman did all four, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it's essentially the same theme for our. I think he just tweaks it yeah. for everyone. Yeah, definitely. But it's essentially the same theme. How hugely entertaining was Arnie in this film, though? Yeah, he played, every scene yeah. he's in was yeah. just like he plays it at eleven. Like, I think he hit the mark more than anybody else in the yeah. entire film. I'll be honest. He was definitely he the was most fantastic. He was definitely the most captivating of all. Mm-hmm. What do we think was wrong with Uma Thurman's performance? Was it the, right, no, was it the monologues? I I don't like them. I don't like her. But Hannah disagrees entirely with this. She the, um, you. Think she was actually same level as Arnie, right? Or did you? Someone did. Who was it? You, Ryan? Oh, sorry, it was Ryan. My fault. I enjoyed this. It wasn't amazing, obviously. It wasn't fantastic acting, but she really tried to camp it up. She went crazy with it, and at least she tried to differentiate her personalities. When she was the researcher at the beginning, it was a terrible performance, but she had a characterization. Then she became Poison Ivy, and then she led into the whole campy, comic book, over-the-top, exaggerated person. And that was her job role in this. This movie was meant to be really campy. It's not what they wanted, to make but that's what they got told they had to make and that's where she is so fuck you Hannah for bitching at the beginning now she missed the mark she was <laughs> she just well, she was just too she was too much every time she was on it's like she, she I, just, oh, I, see, I don't just, think I don't think she was too much I don't think she's controversial opinion time I don't know who's going to agree with me I don't think Uma Thurman's a very good actress like, I I, I agree that I was. It wasn't too much. It yeah. felt like she just didn't care about yeah. being there. It felt like you you could see her like eyeballing, offset because she yeah. see someone's waving a check in front of her, that's and it. like that's, that's all it. she cares about. It's like oh, this is just a payday at the end. It's nothing. She has said in. that she enjoyed it and she does really like it and like that she did that role. The I mean, she I knows can... the film's shite, but yeah. <laughs> she enjoyed doing it. The only films I can think of is. Kill Bill and Pulp Fiction. What else has she been in? Oh, I agree. She's not good. Let's. I want to get that out there now. Ooh, she's not a good actress. She's, she was in that superhero ex girlfriend one, which is which I don't terrible. Think, I, don't, I didn't see it. <laughs> Most recently, she was in The War with Grandpa. Don't know if anyone's seen that. Percy Jackson and the Lightning. Oh shit! Thief. Yeah, she was in. She's like the villain in those, right? The War yeah. with Grandpa's coming out soon. I think it's um, Meet the Parents. What's he called? The famous dad. Ooh, Danny. De Niro. No. De Niro. De Niro. That's the one. It's De Niro and Who's some. Danny. He's at Danny war with his kids. So I'm guessing she's probably playing the mother. I would guess. No idea. Potentially, but let's yeah. Veering back to what works because Uma doesn't work for me. Arnie does. Arnie is like the gift that keeps on fucking giving. Anytime, anytime any scene gets dull or kind of uh, maybe a bit long in the tooth he comes in and rescues it like he is the he is the real hero of this fucking movie however this still gets a lot of hate for the characterization because Miss Freeze was initially like a campy character mm. in a yellow suit the purple backpack I think it was then he was really good and he, you know, he couldn't make a freeze ray and that's why he became evil blah blah but then they liked the character brought him back revived him made him really fucking cool and then when it went back to this a lot of people were pissed off at what they'd done to him 
you can't, can't please plan. comic book fans and things like that though. that's always the case when something's so storied and something's yeah. been going for 60 years nearly by this point I feel like it's just a lot of gatekeeping going on I feel like it's oh, just yeah. to be pissed off at these incarnations because again they fuck Bane up as well don't they like he's royally not the he's version, just a chauffeur any version first part of it <laughs> like I, essentially if you weren't big in the comics Bane was ruined as a character until Dark Knight yeah. Rises. Yeah, Dark Knight yeah. Rises. Because like the, the whole point of Ben is not only is he super strong, but he is incredibly smart. He is one of the few characters in the comics who just works out who Batman is. Yeah. And uses that to essentially break his own good. Yeah. I mean that interpretation, I wasn't a massive fan of Dark Knight Rises, but I think Bane is probably one of the best parts of it. Like definitely. Yeah, here he's just a lumbering fucking idiot, isn't he? He doesn't really add anything other than to say well, bat or bird or bomb. <laughs> yeah, well, so it could have been better if it was Solomon Grundy if you just yeah. wanted like a, a mute, Someone dumb. dumb physical servant because basically they're beating, you could, you could beat that bit, iteration of Bane with a pair of scissors. Yeah, absolutely. You cut, cut his wires and he's just fried on the ground. It's just like <laughs> a scrawny, scrawny little junkie. There's like so much illogical shit in this movie. There's so much that doesn't make sense. Like, remember you, Greg, so you said like, why does the bike have its own fucking house? Like, there's like, yeah. with, like the why, why does it come in its own house yeah. and then just pop open so he can ride it? Why isn't it just out already? I, I understand that like superhero films don't always need to have convincing physics uh, effects or just I don't know, abide by the laws of gravity, but this one takes that to the fucking end. These people may as well be made of helium. They just float away and bounce off shit. And I love the fact as well, sense. people are allowed to like one thing. And that's oh, it. God, yeah. yeah. So Mr. Freeze is bombs are shaped like icicles. Everything is frozen. Batman's got a bat-shaped credit card. He, oh, sorry, it's not bat-shaped, but bat-logo credit card. Oh, Bat-bombs, yeah. everything's bat. Yeah, it's just You're your out. entire personality yeah. is one that's thing. That's it, you know. It's to the yeah. point where like, even when he cries, like Mr. Freeze cries, and the, the fucking tear goes to ice like it makes you wonder what happens when he pisses or fucking shits like does all of his bodily fluids turn to ice like what, what's going on here it's fucking mental I do think the, 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 the relationship between some of the characters kind of really doesn't hit the mark you're right Alfred and Bruce Wayne they could have had something good there but it, right, as Jack said they don't spend much time on it his illness seems to come out of fucking nowhere and then they don't really have a, a satisfying payoff with it. Like it feels what, like it's in the wrong movie. What was with Batman's fancy girl on the side? Yeah, like, who knows? what was um, the point in her? I mean, typically with Bruce Wayne, he he does have to have because like the things with Bruce Wayne. If you want a good Bruce Wayne, when he's not in the costume, he needs to live up to that playboy lifestyle of being rich. So yeah. I think I think they've always got to at least give him some random woman to be with. If it's not like a serious love interest, so he's keeping up the playboy persona yeah. of it. Oh. But yeah, she was entirely pointless in this film. Like I don't know why she was there. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about Batgirl? Let's do it. Let's do it. Poor Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. One thing that totally boiled my piss as a British person. I don't know. Oh, Oxbridge. Oxbridge. <laughs> Fucking Oxbridge. She goes, Where to you Oxbridge. Go, she goes to Oxbridge School. So I don't know no, if yeah. there was a place called Oxbridge there at the time it. of filming or something, but, you know, like when we refer to Oxbridge, it's Oxford or Cambridge, yeah. but you just slurred them together. Yes. Did someone just Google what's the best schools in the, in the United <laughs> Kingdom? And it just came up Oxbridge as the That'll first search on really? Google. Yeah, they, oh, she goes yes. to Oxbridge? <laughs> Fuck me. Do, like, you know what I mean? That, oh, that few, infuriated me. She seems like a weird one because her, her, her whole plot seems to come out at the very last 20 minutes. Like they almost need something else. It's a very overstuffed film for me anyway. Like you've got three villains. You've mm-hmm. got this Alfred storyline. You've got this Batman. One of my least favorite things is this Batman and Robin bickering about who's good, who gets to fuck Poison Ivy the entire time. <laughs> takes up so much of the runtime and no one gives a shit. To the point where, like, we get brilliant scenes from it. Like, don't get me wrong, the, the scene where Ivy kisses Robin, he's got the rubber lips on. Oh, Again. And then, then she gets eaten by her own plant, which I have no idea how that works. The film doesn't really want to play by its own rules a lot of the time, and I think that's where it detracts from it. I think tonally, it actually might be better. For, again, I haven't seen Batman Forever in a while, but I think this one at least has a consistently campy tone throughout whereas I remember Batman Forever I feel like there's a lot of darkness still in that one that I just 
doesn't really quite get that it wants to go full camp. Which I think this one satisfies on the level that I think it does do a really good job of being camp throughout and being entertaining. And it's it's camp to the point where I think John Waters would fucking wince at it. Like it's that level of camp. <laughs> Canonically, there are a few changes to this as well. You were saying stuff like they they change Batgirl's uh, alter ego as well because usually she's Commissioner Gordon's daughter, correct? That yeah, Barbara correct. Gordon. Yeah. Whereas but in this, it's yeah. understandable given how useless James Gordon is in these films mm. that they maybe didn't go for didn't that angle. That, yeah. Plus, did we really want another storyline going on? Alfred's that's illness true. as well as that's Gordon's fair. Daughter. Just shoehorn it in because there was already too many plates spinning. I would have watched <laughs> another one if this one hadn't tanked and done well. I, I say tanked. If this one hadn't underperformed at the box office, I would have watched another one. Especially what you were saying, Greg, that there was this idea of casting Nicolas Cage, our sweet darling Nicolas yes. Cage. Yep. <laughs> You know, number one kind of fan of the podcast, probably, because we're going to be covering that many of his fucking films on it. Um, yeah, he was going to be Scarecrow, right? That was the, the yeah. intention. And you can already just kind of picture... I mean, you could just take that mad scientist from this one, and yeah. you could just picture Cage going all the way up to 11 like he yeah. likes to do, and it would just be wonderful. We could have had a trilogy of really brilliant, campy Batman films, because I, I like this. Like, I don't even think I'm saying that ironically. I think this was two hours of a really good time and I know it's not good I'm watching it and I'm like I'm aware that this is not good <laughs> but it's great at the same time it's kind of refreshing how whimsical and how yeah. sort of daft it is compared to a lot of the superhero stuff these That's days which it. takes itself really seriously I know me and Hannah were watching like the Netflix Daredevil stuff at the minute and mm-hmm. that while mm-hmm. up superb superb but it's always so gloomy yeah. and everyone's so I'm, this is my responsibility blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then it's just it's a refreshing change That's of pace oh oh also, he's excited. I don't know what's going on. But he's excited. <laughs> we had this moment of why isn't Daredevil called Batman and Batman isn't called Daredevil? Wait, so wait, you've got wait, Matt wait, Murdock, who is blind yeah. and travel and, and gets about using echolocation oh, shit. like a fucking bat. This is true. <laughs> and then you've got Batman who Daredevil. loves to oh, jump out of planes at terminal velocity and fall out he from keep, the atmosphere and he, drive supercars and everything his, like that. He keeps his circus boy with him. You're right. Yeah. Daredevil would have so, made way more sense. So Batman should be called Daredevil <laughs> and Daredevil should be called Batman. I, Thank uh, you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> He's here all Well, saying that, Batman's costume was originally, like, red tights. So he had the red theme going like on. fucking Santa Claus? What do you mean? Like, did they change it? Like, after, yeah, no, did they, they get, like, they a swapped Coca-Cola sponsorship or something? What's going well, on? Oh, there's been a lot of changes. There's, there's, if you go back to when... Because, like, when comics first started, they could, they were fairly gritty. Then when the comic code came in, they had to get a lot lighter and campier. Right, right. There, there is, like, a Batman storyline where he's got, like, rainbow bat suits. Like, Amazing. one for each color the rainbow storyline. So it. He's it's, all the Power yeah. Rangers at once. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do think I agree with your point you made like a few minutes ago, Jack. That it is refreshing to watch a superhero film that's not entrenched in like law or a world building. It's just a no consequences, no stakes romp for two hours. And I do. I wish we could get that now. I feel like we can't get a superhero without it being already entrenched in like seven films of fucking law. I like this. I think this is refreshing. And I was right on part one, talking about the Smashing Pumpkin song, just adding to the soundtrack. That song, I haven't been able to shut up about it. It's such a fucking banger. <laughs> it's, it plays over the credits and it's one of the best songs. And again, has no right being in a, in a film as uncool as this, considering how cool of a song it is. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. As far as favorite favorite scenes, what are we thinking? Because I can, I, I hesitate to say any scene with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, is every just time. Yeah. My favorite scene. My personal one is where Bane walks in, and it's the first time Doctor Freeze, Doctor Mister Freeze, yeah. Doctor Freeze is correct. Either or, Mister Doctor Freeze, Mister Doctor Freeze sees him and just goes a laundry service that delivers. Wow. wow. <laughs> like, that, that breakout scene, that, that's like set during the scene where they're breaking him out of um, Arkham. Yeah. And it's just fucking baffling. Like, your sister's here to see you. The sister being Poison Ivy, dressed as Poison Ivy, 
cold poison ivy, and the guards are just fucking oblivious and like, yeah, yeah, let her in. It's conjugal time. Vigilant, like, what, what's, what the fuck's going on? Well, this plays into my favorite scene perfectly. It's at the very end where poison ivy's in prison, not doing so well. Mister Freeze comes in. He's now in jail as well. He's being captured, but the guards have given his costume, which gives him extra oh, power, brilliant. and put him in the same cell as poison ivy. He goes in furious, like, yep, you're going to get fucking beat for the rest of your days, and the guards are just like, yep, go for it, mate. Did I remember you? Do I remember you telling me that he kept that suit as well, Arnie? He did, didn't he? After he was... Yeah, yeah, the old... They said, can you you keep something from the set? He picked the suit, the armor. Mm. Poison Ivy went with the throne. I think it was... Barbara Wilson, I'm forgetting who plays her. Batgirl. Did take... you say throne? As in a full throne? That flower throne the, the that she had, yeah. Where the fuck did she put it? Literally, <laughs> what the shit? You can, like, hang a, a suit like a suit of armour, but that, that requires a room. I want to go to... She's Uma a movie Thurman. star. Yeah. She has a room probably just dedicated to that chair. I want to go to She Uma has Thurman's a room house. dedicated to each movie and things she does. Uh, That'd be pretty cool. I'd, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so good. You're right. That that um, I mean, what they they kept stuff, and then Clooney just started paying people back because he was that, that upset about this this movie. Being yeah, reportedly. Well, um, the person who played Batgirl, I think, just asked for something with the merchandise logo on, like a hat or a t-shirt. Oh. But the Clooney thing, reportedly, if you go up to him and say that you've seen Batman, he will refund you your money. So. It, so Try I, it now. See if it still works. See if it's still in effect, please. So I take inflation into account. Well, that's it. <laughs> I just paid three pound forty nine for this on Amazon Prime. So I, I'm going to email the fuck. Well, inflation in the next two days. I don't Liam. know. I don't know. But yeah, it's just so good. It's just so it's it's pitched perfect as far as if you're if you're wanting a campy time, if you're wanting just a fun two hours. Mm-hmm. We were laughing from beginning to end. It wasn't one of those where with with the Wicker Man where you you kind of sporadically laughing through it we would non-stop laughing through it like it, it couldn't it couldn't be more perfect uh, jack and greg favorite scenes so i wouldn't necessarily say it's a favorite but what i want to bring a highlight to is like how shameless these films are about product placement oh god so it's not like one of those product placement things where it's like oh look they're eating a burger king it's very obvious like in in a scene she goes uh every poison ivy action figure comes with a bane yeah. and it comes charging in but like i, I pointed out this out to liam like they did that in the in forever so obviously this film starts off with a pretty cheesy line batman forever starts up with alfred going can i persuade you to take a sandwich with you sir and he goes i'll get dry fruit <laughs> the only reason they did that is because they were in partnership with burger king and they had to use Fucking that for the trailer awesome. so watch Christ. that scene then google youtube the trailer and it's it's clearly designed for that it absolutely burger. works though i remember watching the movie and then i got a mr freeze car that shot like little rays do you know what thinking about it it looked like the batmobile but it was blue and it looked nothing like the car from the movie and they just shot little ice bolts out the side I'm not thinking I, I was chipped. you could make the freeze mobile because it was too sharp for kids probably with all the spikes on it <laughs> yeah. it was just made of ice and it just melted within the first week so you had to buy more yeah. but for me I think it was just the bit where Batman and Robin were arguing over Poison Ivy on the bridge oh god and then Batman just tips him over and throws him into a vat of mysterious thick viscous liquid oh and it's like it's never explained what the fuck is that liquid it could have been anything, anything. that's how villains been, are made yeah. it, could, it could have been acid it could have been paint it looked more like the goo from like get your own back or something like kids yeah. TV show it was bad but it was like what the fuck mate like, out of character <laughs> like not in Batman's character at all like that yeah you're right that could have been acid he could have just dissolved his fucking friend immediately but no it was oh, also I love the way George Clooney refers to you know obviously 
Roman's mm. name is Dick Grayson, but every oh, time Dick. he says it, he puts such emphasis on it. Yeah. It just sounds like he's insulting him. Dick. Because all he they, always <laughs> says Dick. It's because all Dick. they do is argue. Like literally, most of their dialogue with each other is just them fucking fighting. It's, Listen here, Dick. My favorite scene, and it, I've already mentioned this, so I'm going to keep it quick. Was the uh, surfing out of a rocket down from the sky uh, onto into Gotham High <laughs> Street? Just mental, absolutely mental. Okay, so second favorite. Okay, but Hannah's got Hannah loved this film. <laughs> no, it was when the dinosaur crumbled, oh, but then God. you heard the dinosaur oh. roar, this fake plastic <laughs> dinosaur that crumbles, but you hear it roar as it dies. I think what oh. the consensus I'm getting is that this is probably one of our favorite best worst films that we've seen. Talk I to was you. so yeah. happy because I hadn't had that many. I don't have that many memories of it. I remember seeing it as a kid, watching it, and as an adult, it. I think it holds up. I think it is. If, <laughs> if anything, it's it's more in the showgirls camp of. Sure, it's bad. Sure, it's camp. Sure, it's ridiculous. But if you embrace what it is, you will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. If you go in expecting Christian Bale, absolutely, you're going to want to <laughs> fucking tear your eyes off, probably. Um, but for what it did, and for what it is, I think it's a really enjoyable movie, like 100%. Something that I've come to realise over doing these films and actually critically analysing them behind the scenes. Well, quote-unquote. Quote-unquote. The women get so much shit in Hollywood. Again, Alicia Silverstone got so much flack for gaining a little bit of weight. And it's this whole thing against females constantly, and it keeps happening every movie that we watch. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, literally the last one we watched was entirely about women being awful and taking over an entire island and burning people at the stake. So yeah, (laughs) women do not get a good rap in bad, best, worst films, apparently. Schumacher did come to her defense. Is it Schumacher? Yeah, yeah. It, she, he did actually come back like to her defense quite dramatically. Actually, he was having a go at the press and everyone who was like having a go at uh, any female reporters. He was just like, "What are you doing?" Obviously, bulimia and anorexia was a huge thing, and like it was just coming to light that it was a problem. And he was like, "This is how those problems good, are, are good. caused." So go I'm ahead. not massive. I don't know much about Schumacher. I've seen obviously a few of his films. Uh, it's good to see that he came to a defense where someone like Verhoeven with Elizabeth yeah. just completely left it for the wolves. That's like, what a director yeah. should do. Protect your cast, like protect your protect your crew, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my final thoughts. I'm just gonna kind of if you guys are ready, I'm ready to talk about final thoughts now. What do we think? Uh, yeah, I would say it's a it's a harken back to a simpler time of superhero films. It's a lot of fun. We were all audibly laughing the entire way through. There, are, there is a lot of nostalgia built around this. I do kind of miss this era of superhero films. If you go into it not expecting anything serious, just expecting a fun time, you are going to have a fun time. Again, as you do with most of these films, just grab a few beers, grab a few friends once you're allowed, and just enjoy it. There's really nothing much to add to that other than it is enjoyable. It's mm-hmm. it's shit, it's shocking, it's great, it's fucking awesome. It's a throwback to how you enjoy films as a kid, I think. That's it. It like, plays very much to your childish humour, but in a really, really fun, good, energetic way. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I think especially can be elements like you hear like the squeaky whooshy sort of very cartoony sound effects like pow yeah well not quite the pow and the wham and the blap <laughs> but you hear like like the real sort of squeaky noises and like the really audio over yeah. the top that's yeah. so like obviously fake it's, it does have that element of the sort of Adam West mm. 60s era Batman oh absolutely and I think people expecting you know a dark night or something probably went home from the cinema bitterly disappointed but looking back in retrospect is just a fun film as long as you don't take yourself too seriously you're gonna have a laugh with it oh 100% this is something that I really like but it is nowhere that was a great point Uh it's nowhere near my favourite Batman franchise or anything like that I would never recommend this film to someone who's really die hard for Batman 
as this kind of an aside as maybe man bat then yeah go, <laughs> right, right, go watch it it's really on. silly and fun hold the fuck on I don't have a clue what man bat is is that a real thing he was yeah, a zoologist a once villain who is literally a giant bat yeah that's not what I was referring to those moment oh. not exactly Batman okay like it's not the best of Batman ba- bat person bat person <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, they make a joke of it in the film like it's aggressive uh, yeah, uh, Greg, what do you think? Do you, again, kind of as a resident Batman fan, would you ever watch this again? Well, here's the thing. So I basically agree with all the sentiments yeah. said so far. I think it's about time people reevaluate this. Yeah. For, for a long time, everyone said this killed the franchise. But as we said, this is like a nice film in, in the age of superhero films where they're all a bit too serious, a bit too broody. Mm-hmm. I think this has its place in the Batman lexicon. Like, the thing is with Batman, people seem to forget... He's not just a character for adults. There's not just the dark side. There's still plenty of kid shows made for ba- like for that yeah. audience, and this is like the perfect film for yeah. kids. You can easily put this film on, and then, like I said earlier, it's a good gateway drug for kids to enjoy Batman and like learn about the character. Drugs for kids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna isolate that part of the audio and like <laughs> you're gonna get me on a list, man. Um, and yeah, like like I said, if you're an adult, just get a few beers in you, get some friends around, you'll have a f- wonderful time. It's like I really enjoyed watching it again for the first time in since. I, since I was a kid yeah. and I, I, I loved it absolutely absolutely uh, right do you want to talk about the puns because you were you were counting them weren't you there was 27 I gave up really yeah. really quickly Not on this so the in. problem was that what was a pun what wasn't a pun <laughs> the puns were so stupid and silly and nonsensical that I didn't know whether they were a pun and then when he was saying obvious ice things like you will freeze to death it's like does that count? Do they think no. that's a pun? There's more one liners than there is dialogue in this film. Everything's a pun. Right. I yeah, I had a great time. Like I would recommend this to anyone. Go and rent this movie. It's only three quid and it's three quid well worth spending. Like absolutely. Yeah, we've had a good time. So what shite are we watching next week that I'm gonna hate? Shite is the probably the correct word for it. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited to show because this is mine and Ryan's uh, You just call it shite and I am personally offended. It's I don't, a, I don't little, know what it is. A little film called Southland Tales. Now, oh. this is the uh, sophomore effort from Richard Kelly, the guy who directed Donnie Darko. Best song of all time in this movie. Teen horniness is not a crime. It's not a crime. It's sung by... It's, right, so it's starring Sarah Michelle Gellar. Dwi- Teen what? Horniness. Horniness. It's not a crime, honey. <laughs> Get over it. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Sean William Scott, Justin Timberlake, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I am excited. In a post-apocalyptic... Greg's excited too. Is this the film where he sings The Killers? Yes. The, oh, I haven't seen it uh, yet. No spoilers. No spoilers. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this? A <laughs> uh, bit. Pretty much ruined Richard Kelly's career. Uh, booed at Cannes. It's uh, another one I think that we're going to have to reevaluate because I think it's a masterpiece. I think it is underappreciated, underrated, completely maligned for no reason. It requires two additional books to read to fully understand yeah. the movie and what's actually <laughs> happened. No, literally. And they're really hard to get, and I haven't even read them, so... God knows what it's actually yeah. meant to be saying. So you guys, are, and I'm not saying this because I did, it took me about six attempts to actually understand what the fuck happens in it. It's going to take you about six attempts. So we're going to watch it six times in a row. We'll have that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great film. Um, get yourself a copy. They've just put out a beautiful, now I feel like I should be getting sponsor sponsorship money for this. Arrow Film has just put out a beautiful Blu-ray re- uh, re-edition of it and it comes with like loads of, loads of making of documentaries, um, some beautiful artwork. It's kind. It's coming back. I'm here to see this film kind of re-enter the discussion about whether or not this is an underrated masterpiece. Because bless him, it did ruin his career. He never. Made, he made one other film afterwards, and it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't great. And Showgirls got there, so there's no reason this can't. 
Yeah, I think that's everything from us today, guys. Before we go, Greg, do you want to tell us again where we can find you? I certainly will. So if you want to come up and join in some wrestling discussion, you can find me over at the Bear Hug Club podcast on Facebook and YouTube, Bear Hug Club pod on Instagram, and Bear Hug Club on Twitter. We have lots of fun stuff. We do a weekly pod where we just talk about big wrestling topics. We've got a lot of YouTube content, including Outside Interference, which Liam himself Woo! featured on. So yeah, come check us out. And as a personal aside, I will pay you extra money once quarantine is over to physically wrestle Liam, see how long he lasts. <laughs> Do you do like a live stream? Like a, a Bad Taste Buds versus um, the Bear Hook Club, who, I mean, I think you're going to win. <laughs> I believe that has now been promised to the audience, Liam. Live stream, let's do it. And they can put bets on and everything, <laughs> fuck it. Yep, and you can check us out, uh, Instagram and Twitter, Bad Taste Buds Pod, and Facebook, Bad Taste Buds Podcast, and BadTasteBuds.com. Fuck, I did it right. That was the hey! first time. This is literally the first episode. Every time I fuck it up. Every time I fuck it up. Yeah, do check us out there, guys. Leave us some love. And watch out, because we've got a competition uh, probably in the works at this point. Yeah, we've got a Wickerman Blu-ray up for you. So that will still be going when you hear this. Uh, do enter the competition. You get a chance to win a beautiful steelbook copy of the original Wickerman. Not that bullshit Nicholas Cage one. Not the bees. Not the, not the bees either. I will, not, I not will the bees. fill the box. Not, not I will fill the box. <laughs> it comes in with bees. So when you open it, you get bees. Uh, yeah, thank you again. Again for listening and good night.